we want to talk about a few sectors to keep in mind for your portfolio going forward. Brandon Pizzuro is with us, Portfolio Manager, Guidestone Capital Management. Glad you're with us, Brandon. I know you're watching financials and industrials. Um, these are good possibilities, I guess, for our portfolios. First, start with the financials. Explain, is this a good play from now through 2022? How would you suggest looking at this group? Yeah, good afternoon. Thanks for having me. Um, certainly, when you look into the financial sector, there's a lot more than just that top line financials. You know, when, when people think about financials, they tend to gravitate towards banks. Uh, we tend to actually uh, guide away from banks, in fact, thinking there might be better opportunity inside insurance. Uh, globally, in fact, there's a lot of strong demand for insurance from the emerging middle class and emerging markets. Uh, there's a lot of strong demand for insurance just even domestically. Uh, we also like a lot of the capital markets plays. Uh, there's wide moats. Uh, you think about exchanges, right? There's not too many exchanges just cropping up out of nowhere these days. Uh, these are well-established institutions that act as the pipeline for all the financial plumbing that we have. Uh, so there's a couple different ways to play that. Overall, you see a lot of undervalued plays inside of financials. Uh, and for those where you do get to operate inside some of uh, the areas of banking that you find interesting, uh, you do, of course, have potential rate rises on the future, which should benefit margins there. So there's a couple different ways to play it. But as always, you got to be nuanced when you're looking at any individual sector. You didn't mention fintech. Is that something that you like or you'd stay away from that? Yeah, fintech definitely sits in between the two. I mean, we would take fintech over banks. Uh, there's a lot of commoditization that's taking place within the banks. Fintech, of course, is the number one absorber uh, away from banks when you're thinking about that opportunity set. Uh, so there's certainly some opportunity there as well. Um, you also don't have as much regulation as you're going to have with just kind of the state banking. Naturally, you're still in financial space. There is regulation, uh, but staying away from just kind of the, uh, the old stalwart banks that have a lot of those heavier regulations applied to them. Yeah. Is there something with specific within infrastructure as the bill is now seeing it seems to be moving along as it's passing the House? Um, is there a specific area within infrastructure that you seem to find more attractive? Industrials, infrastructure, materials? Yeah, certainly. So, yeah, we did get that passage over the weekend. We still have a couple more hurdles to make it all the way through. Uh, but good to see the House passing that, that you're certainly seeing a lot of names uh, getting bid up that are kind of in connection with this infrastructure package. So specifically within industrials, uh, you're certainly seeing some of those names bid up. Uh, air freight, logistics, um, you're seeing a lot of that continue with the reopening trade within industrials. Um, but you're even seeing some of these kind of heavy machinery equipment manufacturers uh, those are doing well on the back of this kind of infrastructure news. Uh, so we see opportunity there. We also see from a valuation standpoint, the entirety of the sector is generally a little bit undervalued. Uh, when you're talking about a market that's just generally overvalued across the board, it's good to see some areas where on the margin you can see a little bit of value. Uh, so industrials offer some of that, and they also offer a little bit of lift on the back of this news from over the weekend. Yeah, I see what you're saying. I'm interested to know, too, as you talk about the areas that you do like, maybe some things that you might avoid or that might be out of favor. Today, consumer discretionary utilities, consumer staples, uh, real estate communication services are among the lagging groups. Is there, are any of those or anything else that you would say, hey, you know, I, I might stay away from that group for a while? Yeah, I think of those, uh, when you think about consumer discretionary, that's going to ebb and flow just based on this overall reopening trade. Uh, you see some pretty large swings there, of course, during lockdown era. You saw those names just get obliterated. Uh, whenever you have these kind of peaks and valleys of the, the, the peak, of course, when you're talking about reopening, I do, do see some of these names continue to trade pretty high, cruise lines, hotels, 
Uh, you, of course, had some of the, the meme stock insanity going on with some of the car rental companies last week. Um, but by and large, that's a very volatile area. So there's opportunity there. Uh, but by and large, I think those are some of the areas where you need to stay away from if you don't have a high appetite for some of that vol. Um, from a real estate perspective, you mentioned that as well. I think top line, a lot of people are still thinking they want to stay away from kind of brick and mortar retail, uh, which we would agree with. But there's a lot of great opportunity inside real estate. Uh, you have data centers, which, of course, are just kind of the backbone of the world in which we live in. Um, there's cell towers that continue to get proliferated with 5G. Uh, you have even things like student housing and some uh, areas like that that are interesting underneath real estate. Uh, but again, from a headline sector perspective, uh, real estate has been left off from a lot of this upswing because of these headwinds and concerns. We talked earlier about, obviously, we've had supply chain issues and it's been constraining and restraining businesses and, and people getting what they need when they need them, that we could in turn then see a glut too much of everything and maybe not even the demand. Maybe prices will come down. Inflation will be less of a worry. What will the Fed do? Have you been talking about this in the office at all? Certainly. Yeah, you can't have a uh, Monday macro meeting without talking about all these issues. Uh, maybe to unpack a yeah. few of those, right? I mean, inflation, initially, this whole transitory story was one that was really taking hold amongst the street for quite a while now. It seems even that the mm -hmm. Fed has elongated their definition of what transitory means. Uh, we've long been in the camp that these things aren't going to untangle themselves anytime soon. So transitory, I guess, on a long enough time frame can be certainly anything. Uh, but we believe that we'll have these issues persist well into 2022. Um, so that's something that we're talking a lot about. And then also, of course, the Fed has to thread the needle with uh, how much inflation are they going to allow before starting to raise rates? You know, markets and futures-based markets have been um, thinking that we're going to have two, almost three rate hikes next year, settled around two as we start off this week. Um, but the Fed has been very uh, specific in telegraphing that they want to wait until we see the labor market recover and that we're not having too much inflation. Uh, so you kind of have to balance those two issues. But yes, supply chain logistic issues are here to stay. Uh, in fact, we were just talking this morning at our, our team meeting that there's a, a retailer that decided to buy uh, a logistics company themselves. And this is just a clothing retailer. So people are taking matters into their own hand, looking to keep that margin. Right. Makes sense, doesn't it? Great to Absolutely. see you. Thank you so much. Brandon Pizzero, nice to chat with you. Looking at our portfolio into next year, Guidestone Capital Management. Thank you very much.